This is the 427th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast, the podcast from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution that gives you everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons. I'm D. Orlando Ledbetter, the Falcons beat reporter for the AJC. I'm here at Nissan Stadium where the Falcons went down 28-23 to the Tennessee Titans. They were upset today as they gave up four touchdown passes to Will Levis, the Titans' rookie quarterback, who found DeAndre Hopkins on four passes for 128 yards and three touchdowns. The Falcons switched quarterbacks at halftime and went to Taylor Heineke for Desmond Ritter. He rallied the troops and nearly brought them back, but a drop pass by Van Jefferson was costly and killed the potential game-winning drive. If you're listening to us for the first time, please make sure to follow the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Bowtie Chronicles from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces, as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. Hip-hop is a product of black people. It's a product of black song and celebration. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution presents Hip-hop's most pulled elements are pulled from the South. A Southern hip-hop store. We always go back to that moment of the Source Awards. Everybody wants your rhythm, but they don't want your blues. The biggest names in hip-hop. Atlanta is still the mecca for hip-hop. 50 years. No one can deny. One film. The power of the South now. The South got something to say. Streaming now at AJC.com slash hip-hop. All right, let's get to Falcons coach Arthur Smith, who was peppered with questions about the quarterback situation. Here's a mashup of what he said or what he had to say about Ritter and Heineke. With Des, you know, needed to get checked out. And then so that's, you know, why Taylor's here. And so Taylor got in there and got going. And obviously, as it came on, on I mean, felt that was the best thing right then, just the way that it gone. And we're always going to be cautious and I'll be conservative. So, again, I'll listen to the medical experts and we'll get some, make sure everything tomorrow, the next day as we get to the week. But that's why we're going to always, Michael, I mean, those are obvious questions you got to ask. You know, we just finished this game. Obviously, we had a lot of confidence in Des. We didn't take him out for performance issues, but that's why Taylor's here to be able to come in as a backup and give us a shot to win. You guys got the same report I did, right? I'm not, I'm not a medical expert, but there's a reason why he got evaluated. I'm not a doctor. So when you, you get somebody out, just like with Drake, somebody else has to go in there. There's nothing. Yes, you can ask me 500 ways. We just finished the game. We got a lot of things we gotta we gotta go back and look at. I'm gonna listen to the medical experts. We'll see how this week. The point was that he was clear. We already we're going to, again. I'm gonna always be. I'm always gonna be conservative. So certain things, trust our gut. I don't think I'm a medical expert, but I try to make what's best for the team at that moment. As you're mixing and matching, uh, whether a guy goes back in or not, did his job. That's why he's here, and we got a lot of faith in Taylor. And um, again, like I said, you know, Drake goes out. Other guys stepped up. Hodge stepped up. Mac, uh, Van, and um, Scotty. 
obviously Kyle knew and Prue play a lot for us. And, you know, so we got to continue to to work and find ways not to uh, put ourselves in the hole like that. All right. Uh, we couldn't get a direct question, uh, direct answer from coach. That's what, uh, you know, the back and forth is about uh, when you switch quarterbacks. So when Heineke came in, uh, the offense looked exceed, looked better. Falcons scored four times and uh, had not only got a field goal with Ritter and a turnover. So coach wasn't ready to say, oh, yeah, we're going to name him the starter or, oh, we're going back to Ritter. So we had to press him about that, and that was the situation right there. Okay, here is Coach Arthur Smith as he talks about the first half field position and what went wrong there. They were, and and, and D Lab, we got to do you know the field position stuff early. You know, you you get into that, and um, you know got them in those spots in the middle field. You know, they took their shots right. They got the early one to Hopkins off the to our left. Um, they were able to make some plays, obviously, off the turnover. They got them on the crossing route, uh, put them up 14-3. Again, that was a field position thing. You're coming back, backed up and get a drive going and pop it out with a rush. And so credit to them when we come back and said, move the ball, uh, had, our, had our chances, but unfortunately we didn't, we didn't get it done. No question about it. Here is Heineke as he talks about the first uh, four scoring drives. Hey, Tim, when did they uh, come to you and say, hey, get ready to go uh, going into the game? Well, I was actually uh, taking a leak, and I hear uh, Arthur. I can't get that <laughs> heard Arthur calling my name, so kind of came out and he said, you're in. So um, that's that's kind of happened. Um, what was able to, you are, uh, had four scores, grab what was working for you all? I think we were just, you know, stuck to the game plan, you know. Take the easy completion, take the guy that's open, and uh, try to get first downs. You know, if you get enough first downs, next thing you know, you're in scoring position. And, you know, once we get down there, it's try and score touchdowns. So, um, you know, I think the first two drives we ended with field goals. Um, go back and look at film. Maybe there's some things I could have done better, and maybe we could have scored a touchdown. But, um, you know, we moved the ball pretty good in the second half, just came up short. And did you, did you know Desmond had been in the concussion protocol? And I did. I did. Um, I heard that you know that was that was the main reason that you know I went out there for the first half and you know things were going pretty well so I think he kind of just stuck with it. Mm-hmm. You given the way things went today, do you feel that uh, you should be the starter? Oh no, I mean you know this is Des- Desmond's team. He's 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 played great throughout the year. You know obviously there's a couple of hiccups here and there, but um, he, he's progressing every week. He's working hard, and you know Logan and I are doing everything you know we can to help him in any way we can. So um, you know obviously ultimately that's that's Arthur's decision. Um, but tomorrow we're going to come in uh, and try and get better from the film and, and, and proceed as, you know, as usual. All right. Now, the, the other thing here, um, Ritter got cleared. And uh, when players get cleared, they uh, r- routinely have been returned to the lineup by Arthur Smith. He did not return Ritter to the lineup. He stayed with Heineke. So, you know, this was a benching, and they um, wanted to dance around it and use semantics and so forth. He got benched in the second half. They went with Heineke. He got on a roll. They stayed with Heineke. So Ritter stayed on the bench. Here is Ritter on why he believes he stayed on the bench, because the coaches thought he was off. Uh, yeah, I didn't, no, I didn't, no, I didn't say I was off. Um, you know, I said I, you know, clear, clear concussion through medical and everything. Um, I said, uh, you know, the coaches, um, they're with us, you know, the most time out of anybody else. Um, they just felt, you know, I was a little off, you know, sometimes they can just see it. All right, he mentioned a couple plays that got mixed up, uh, you know, in the game when he was in there. 
Here's what Ritter had to say about Heineke. Today, obviously, you know, Taylor came in and did great, you know, did the job, you know, got moving and put points on the board. Um, and then today, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a game of, I don't want to say it, it's a game of, um, you know, being a come out and execute. Um, and, you know, like you said, you know, the past couple of weeks have been tough um, as far as execution part of it. Um, like I said, there's a lot of things in, in all games that we can clean up and be better at. Um, and, you know, we'll go back to work on Monday and look at it. All right. Uh, you know, Desmond Ritter, they'll go back to work on Monday. You know, we got a couple ways how this scenario is going to play out. I think they're going to start Heineke against Minnesota and then um, again against Arizona, get to the bye. Hey, maybe they win um, those two games and are six and four. Maybe maybe they split them and they're five and five. You're going to be five and five, go to the bye. You still got seven games left and nobody's running away with the NFC South. He gave Ritter a time to clear his head, settle in after 12 starts. And then coming out of the bye, he's got to win the games. He's got to win, uh, you know, the NFC South. Going to come back against the Saints and um, see if he can get rolling here after watching Heineke, um, you know, do his thing for a couple games. That's the scenario that I think is going to play out here. Uh and, uh, you know, that's going to be a make-or-break stretch for, for uh, Ritter here, you know. Uh, he's got a chance to watch Heineke get the offense going. He hasn't been able to get it going all together at the same time. You know, they came into this game, uh, you know, with some good running games, some good passing games, but they were scoring 29th in the league. And so Heineken gets, gets in the game, and he scores right away. Field goal, field goal, touchdown, touchdown. So um, he hit the average in the second half of his only game. It would not be wise to sit him. Uh, you know, you might run the risk of losing the locker room. So just that's six points plus four. That's 20 points. That's their average. He got it. He got it in the second half, two quarters. So uh, it's going to be interesting. But I think going into Minnesota, they're going to have to go with Heineke. Uh, let let um, Ritter sit back and check it out. Uh, give him some more coaching for these next two weeks. Get to the bye week. Drill down some more. Getting ready for the Saints. That's the scenario that I'm gonna bank on. We'll we'll see if we're right on that. And if Coach goes another way, when then we'll have him. Maybe he'll have some clarity for us when he's ready to make that decision. Now the big play was a uh, you know you know they could have the Ritter fumble. They scored a touchdown after that. You can always pick out some plays in the game, but the fourth down drop by Van Jefferson. Here's what he had to say. I just dropped it. Yeah, plain and simple. Um, I can't make any excuses. Tyler put a great pass right there, and, you know, got to hope Matt accountable. You know. Yeah, uh, he's accountable. I just dropped it. Here's what he had to say about Heineke coming in and the offense going on the move. Taylor practices every day with us. You know, he knows, you know, plays and everything like that, and, you know, when he came in, we knew the office was going to run, you know, just like it was when Dez was in there. So, you know, we have full confidence in Taylor and came in and did a good job. Uh, I mean, I, I, like I said, I think both quarterbacks are two great quarterbacks. You know, um, uh, Taylor came in and had great command of the offense. And, you know, at the end of the day, you know, whoever the coach put in there, they put in there. And, you know, we just got to go with it. All right, Van Jefferson. Here's Calais Campbell on the need to settle down. We know what to do. Mm-hmm. Gotta settle down and play football. You know, today it was a day. They made the plays. Give them the respect. You know, and you know, we'll go back to the drawing board. We'll we'll figure out you know what we need to do to improve. 
you know, but I got faith in my guys, you know, and uh, you know, I hope they have faith in me, you know, together we'll figure it out, you know, we'll go back and try to get a win at home against a, you know, a tough opponent and get back in the win column and, you know, just keep this thing going, you know, I mean, it's football, you know, nobody expects to win them all, uh, but, you know, today I feel like it's, you know, they, 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 we, we have to wear it, you know, they, they, they play better than us, we play good if they win, you know, it hurts a little bit. All right, Kalis, uh, you know, you have to check in with him. He's a veteran. Here is free safety Richie Grant on how they're going to learn to move on from this defeat. Definitely not a step back. Um, at the end of the day, man, you can only go up. You know, uh, over plays, you know, obviously, nothing intentional. You're out there trying to make a play. Uh, playmakers trying to make a play. But like I said, you can't win a game when you're giving up those type of plays. So, so you got to come back. Refocus, you know, it's definitely not a it's not a setback um, by any means, you know. Learn from it, and we're gonna grow. All right, one of the big things today was uh Derrick Henry, who uh didn't doesn't look like he had a big game, it was 22 carries for 101 yards. But um, the Falcons were ganging up to tackle him, and that left some passes open deep. And the rookie Will Levis was able to get over the top. For a 47-yarder, a 16-yarder, then a 33-yarder, and uh, well, then a 61-yarder, and then a 33-yarder, and that was all because uh, the Falcons were coming up to stop Derrick Henry. Uh, he still averaged 4.6 yards a pop, but that was a rather simple game plan for the Tennessee Titans, and the Falcons uh, couldn't stop it. Uh, but here's what Arnold Evacati had to say. It was tough, especially. Knowing what team we are, knowing what we're capable of, just coming out here and not being able to get the job done. I mean, it's hard, but we got to keep our head up, kind of get back to work tomorrow and get back on the drawing board. And what was the plan to hold Derrick Henry? You know, y'all pretty much kept him you know, under control. I mean, the plan just to be physical and stuff one. Like, it was what I was being, just not letting him break loose. We knew it was going to be a volume runner. We knew we had to uh, keep hitting him uh, down after down. So This is the Bowtie Chronicles from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC. I'm Ernie Suggs. And I'm Ned Ravone. Atlanta has been known as the Black Mecca for so many years, but that means something different to everybody. It means everything to me. Every day I wake up, I learn something new. Well, you all can learn something new by subscribing to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution's new newsletter called Unapologetically ATL. It's all about the people, the events, and the entertainment happening in Metro Atlanta that Black people might want to know about. So subscribe today at www.ajc.com slash unapologetically ATL. All right, we're back here at the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. We're going to finish up with some notes. And then uh, a couple items here from our mailbag on Twitter. Uh, we had a lot of folks check in after the game, about 44. We're not going to go through all of them. We're just going to do some of the highlights here. And then uh, get on out of here from Nashville. But before we do that, let's tell you about this great deal we have for you. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution has a special offer for our podcast listeners. If you subscribe today, you can get six months of unlimited digital access for just 99 cents. That's all of our sports coverage, politics, 
breaking news, investigations, food and dining, and so much more on AJC.com. Plus access to our e-paper and our assortment of newsletters. So join our community by going to subscribe.ajc.com backslash podcast. That's subscribe.ajc.com backslash podcast. So you always know what's really going on. All right, we're here at Nissan Stadium. We're going to wrap up here looking at some of the game notes. Uh, you know, the Falcons fell to 4-4 four four on the season. The offense uh, had 342 net yards, including 140 net rushing. Rookie B. John Robinson scored his first rushing touchdown of the season. And today, cornerback D. Alford served as the Falcons' sixth captain for game day. In addition to uh, the rushing touchdown, B. John Robinson had 11 carries for 62 yards. It's, uh, <clears throat> altogether, he's got 655 yards from scrimmage this season. And he became the second player in franchise history to record at least 650 yards from scrimmage in their first eight games. He's joining the great William Andrews, who did that in 1979. All right, wide receiver Carterell Hodge from Prairie View Valley A&M down in Texas. Had three receptions for 75 yards, including a career-long 52-yard reception. Before he left the game with the injury, Drake London had five catches for 55 yards. Looked like he got hit in the ribs. They called it a groin injury. We'll go with their injury report on Wednesday. Wide receiver Scotty Miller caught his first touchdown as a Falcon in the fifth of his career on an eight-yard score in the fourth quarter. Linebacker Caden Ellis recorded eight tackles. Linebacker Nate Landman also had eight tackles. And free safety Richie Grant had eight tackles and one pass breakup. Defensive end outside linebacker Bud Dupree had three tackles. And he had uh, his second sack of the season Brings his career total to 48.5. Arnold Ebicady finished with two tackles and one for a loss. One quarterback hit, one sack. Now has 2.5 sacks on the season and five for his career. Calais Campbell had two quarterback hits, one solo, one fumble recovery. The first of the season and a 13th of his career. Young Wei Koo made all three of his field goals and two extra points for 11 points total for the Atlanta Falcons. So those are your player notes and game notes here. Uh, we're gonna go to uh, we're gonna go to our mailbag question here where we checked in with with you all after the game. We ask our weekly question once the game the buzzer's over. We want to see what the fans are, are thinking and what they have to say about the Falcons and, uh, in this case, the 28-23 to 23 loss. Here we are. We have it. We're up to 45 responses. What are you all thinking after this 28-3 to 3 loss by the Falcons to the Titans today? 
There's a lot to unpack later on the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. So here we go. This is from Erica, Sky Bay 37. Alpha was bad at play calling. Oh, that she that's her name for uh, Coach Smith, Arthur Smith. She just calls him Alpha. Um, and I don't like the play call. That's too easy. Everybody just goes to play call. And all the players are supposed to work. So, but yeah, but I'll read, keep reading it. Special teams were bad. Uh, we need a pass rush. Still, Dez never should have been named the starter. And Taylor showed why. Oh, and the officiating was terrible. Yeah, the uh, first Hopkins touchdown, they, uh, Nick Nick Cellini said um, that uh, it was, uh, you know, he gave him a wrestling move grab, and, and even Hopkins was looking for the flag. So here's Manny Johnson. I said this when they passed on all the, the QBs in the last three drafts. This regime will be fired if they don't have a franchise quarterback. And if they do not draft one in the first round next year, they will be fired by the end of next year. Bank it. Heineke should be our starter. starter. Okay. Uh, it's getting worse every game with Ritter. Playing Grady Jarrett. Praying Grady Jarrett gets better soon. We need to see more of Scorderell Patterson. Okay. Um. No, Heineke's a backup. He's been in the league. He's 30. He start, he's played in 33 games, 25 starts. He's fit 50% win percentage. He can come in and give you a spark, just like he did today, and might be able to do for the Falcons um, over the rest of the course of the season. But um, he, if he was a starter, he would have been one by now. Good backup, though. All right. No faith in the – this is Rick Woodall. What is this called? Rick Woodall, 50. There it is. And he has no faith in the coaching staff or front office at this point. Litany of cascading errors from position evaluation, especially at quarterback, to silly on-field mistakes. They seem to play hard, at least on D, but not smart. The result is a 4-4 record against an awful schedule. Uh, this is J. Brett Brown 1. Very clear home. How far away Ritter. Very clear from home how far away Ritter is from being ready to be a starter. He should be a backup at this point. All right, we'll go with a couple more here. Uh, Scott Cohen. Scott Cohen Law. I'm thinking the team doesn't need quarterback. It needs a tight end. 2021 draft nailed it. Okay, I think there's some sarcasm in there. Okay, no Grady or Drake in the fourth quarter hurt. Yes, that was correct. And let me just just randomly go down and get some people that got in early. Okay, here we go. Lance Hill, Lance Hill 3. Why no QB battle in the exhibition season? Why anoint Ritter? With Matt Ryan, Matt Ryan doing the final honors without knowing beyond a shadow of a doubt that Ritter had ultimate command of this offense. Hell, Smith didn't even let Heineke run the offense in the exhibition season. Okay, that's going way back. Here we go. Last one. We'll get on out of here. Falcons would be 6-2 and two at worst if Heineke was the quarterback. 
All right, let's go ahead and get out of here. Thank you all for your comments. Thanks for sharing with us on the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Again, the Falcons go down here at Nissan Stadium, 28-23 to the Tennessee Titans. Uh, We don't know. We'll get you all ready for the game against Minnesota on Sunday at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. We'll come back on Wednesday with the 428th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. And, um, you know, in the meantime, take care and have a great rest of your week.